0: Bridge Toll, California customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good night. engagement How long before a wedding should I send out the date? How many games the are in the first series? Use IMAP to, play to play check to email best on best other best email spot. clients. Identify fonts where from a keyword for different styles. Welcome to the voice. Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're incredibly fortunate to be graced by the presence of the godfather of modern SEO himself. Joining us today is Rand Fishkin, who is the co-founder and CEO at SparkToro, which helps enterprise marketers and product folks of all stripes uncover the publications and people that influence their target audience. SparkToro's powerful dataset contains 70 million public websites and social profiles with a simple-to-use research tool that is free to try. Rand is also the author of the book Lost and Founder, and he was also the founder of a little SEO company called Moz. this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. All right. And today, Rand and I are going to talk about the evolution of search marketing from his perspective. All right, on with the show. Here is the first part of my conversation with Rand Fishkin, co-founder and CEO at SparkToro. Rand, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Benjamin. Good to be here.
0: Excited to have you as our guest. This is a milestone for us. We were the little SEO podcast that could. We're a couple years into this and having you as a guest on our show is a little bit of a milestone. So thank you for making the time. It's an honor and a privilege.
1: Oh my gosh. No, I'm thrilled to be here.
0: I want you to know the butt kissing is going to continue for the entire (laughs) 45 minutes that we talk all three episodes. So get ready to get buttered up, Ran.
1: (laughs) I just hope you follow it up with a very deep, challenging question that I'm unprepared for. That would be exciting.
0: Well, we're going to start off by bringing you into the Wayback Machine. I know that your head is in the game for Spark Toro, your current company, helping people understand who their audience is. So, naturally, my first question is going to be about your old company, about SEO. This is an SEO and content marketing company. Why would we talk about anything else? I'm curious to hear some of the beginnings where you started out in Moz. And when you look back and reflect where SEO is today, What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in how search marketing is interpreted as a digital marketing channel?
1: I think SEO's mantra for the first 10, 15 years that I was in it was basically Rodney Dangerfield's I don't get no respect.
0: I don't get no respect, go on.
1: And today that is nearly 180, right? Every major publisher, every major corporation, every major website, invests heavily and deeply in SEO. They have SEO professionals on their team. They contract and consult with SEO agencies. Search engine optimization has become a standard part of marketing. In fact, I think you could argue it's probably in the top five marketing practices today. That was really never the case while I was starting or even running Moz. I think it was maybe true my last couple of years at the company as an individual contributor, but it's a massive sea change from what it was, and I'm sure many of your listeners, right, have been in the field for five, ten plus years, right? So they remember those times when SEO was fighting for even a tiny scrap of respect or budget, and now it gets a lot.
0: The irony is, SEOs, I think, still today are thought of, you know, the geeks in the corner, and we talk about that a lot on the podcast, and a little bit of it is a personality type of I need to understand the complexities of how Google works and how our website is built. It can be a little bit more of a technical field, but there's also an art and a science to SEO. Why is it you think that SEO didn't get as much credence, even though it was driving more than 50% of traffic for, I don't know, the greater part of a decade? And then what was the tipping point for it to become more of a prominent focus for marketers?
1: I'm not sure that there was a singular tipping point. I think instead, it's been a constant, slow seeping growth into all aspects of marketing and digital marketing. I've heard stories from folks who are in the advertising world in the 1940s and 50s. You know, some interviews, some recordings, and it sounds similar, right? Where essentially advertising became this big part of how companies invested in their growth and just a big part of capitalist culture overall, starting at that time. And I think SEO is a little bit similar, right? Just as it took a few decades for advertising to become pervasive and common and a big business and something that everyone invested in and understood. So too, for SEO, it's been a long journey.
0: One of the things that I think you are synonymous with is the whiteboard sessions that you did at Moz. You've been an educator in the space, and I know you're not practicing as an SEO now. You're working on different projects. They are related. When you think about the growth of SEOs, what are some of the tips and advice that you have, resources that you recommend for SEOs today to make sure that they're up to date with best practices?
1: A few years ago, I would have had a good answer to that question, Benjamin. Today, I am not sure that I'm the right person to be asking. I suspect there are people who have better responses than I do. That being said, I know plenty of folks who still get a lot of value out of the Moz Beginner's Guide. I know that was updated I think the beginning of last year before Brittany Mueller left the company. And she's obviously an incredibly talented SEO and I think someone who did a great job. I did a video series version of the Beginner's Guide for folks, I think, recorded in 2019. That's probably still relatively current, although I think there's been a good amount of changes as well. I do subscribe to Marie Haynes' newsletter, and I think that's an excellent source for folks still in SEO. I kind of use it as a keep up to date with what's going on there.
0: My secret hope was you were going to say the Voices of Search podcast so we could use it as a sound bite. but I will ask my next question instead. Let's get back to buttering you up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I must admit, even though I do a lot of podcasts, I listen to very few. And obviously, I'm not practicing SEO anymore. So if you ask someone who practices SEO, they're going to tell you that Benjamin Shapiro's Voices of Search podcast (laughs) is
0: how you keep up to date. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Rand, so as you're building SparkToro, your current baby, and obviously you've written a book as well, talk to me about the marketing strategy for that business. How much are you relying on content marketing? What are some of the channels that you're going to? And gosh, I hope SEO is one of them. Otherwise, I'm going to run out of questions here.
1: Look, i still do some SEO, but it's way less than I used to. And Benjamin, that's primarily because I am concerned about a number of things around the practice, generally speaking. I'm concerned about Google getting more and more aggressive, breaking into more and more search results themselves, taking away clicks and click opportunities in sector after sector, I am concerned about how competitive the SEO field is and the relative ROI of input to output, especially for early stage, just starting out content practices. So SparkToro does okay, gets decent SEO traffic, but I don't do what I used to do at Moz, which is essentially publish two or three times a week and have a team that's publishing much more frequently that is constantly investing in content with the intent to rank for keywords and search terms that are going to bring direct traffic that hopefully will eventually become fans and maybe customers. SparkToro is much more reliant on content marketing that uses social media channels as its primary push point, and then sort of earns some search traffic over time. It's also a very product marketing-driven company. Whereas Moz was like a free trial. You get to the website, you... Put in your credit card, and then you get 30 days of access. SparkToro is freemium. So, our marketing really relies on people coming using the product for free, deciding that they like it and want more of it than what the free account allows, and then upgrading. And that works pretty well, actually. So, SparkToro has got just about 40,000 free users right now. And that makes up the majority of kind of how we get amplification and how the product spreads, who becomes our customer, that kind of thing.
0: One of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is the increasing overlap of SEO and other marketing channels. And I think one of them that is important is influencer marketing. A lot of the things that SEOs traditionally have thought about is driving backlinks, building your social profiles and showing Google that your content is valuable because of your domain authority. And a lot of that is having people that are important and relevant writing about your content that bleeds into influencer marketing. As you think about ways to use influencer marketing and SparkToro as a channel, how do you think influencer marketing is overlapping with SEO? And do you think that's something that SEO should be thinking about optimizing or is something that just kind of happens?
1: So the first clarification I would have is, do you mean influencer marketing like it was meant, say, six or seven years ago? Or do you mean influencer marketing like how it's meant today? (laughs) Because there's this
0: weird difference, right? Tell me what the difference is.
1: Seven years ago, if you and I were having this conversation and we said influencer marketing, people would generally assume we meant go out, find all the sources that influence your audience and go do marketing to get talked about or covered in all those places.
0: Go get your article in TechCrunch. Sure, yeah. Article in
1: TechCrunch, right? That could be influencer marketing. Get on the Voices of Search podcast. That could be influencer marketing. Get talked about by someone on Twitter. Get mentioned in a Reddit thread, right? That was influencer marketing. Today, influencer marketing almost exclusively means go find half-naked people on Instagram and YouTube and get them to pose with your product and pay them $500. The definition has dramatically narrowed the field of what are considered influencer marketing and influencers is this hyper specific niche. It works reasonably well for certain consumer companies. And there are a lot of big brands that like to put money into them. But it's a lot of like travel and leisure and like certain consumer products, a lot of fashion and swimwear and that kind of stuff but I would say that world is almost completely divorced from SEO. I don't know that I would do many investments there. There can be some side benefits. If we're talking about the pre sort of 2016, 2017 influencer marketing, the old school one, oh, Oh, amazing. That's essentially now what's being called digital PR.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I would have thought of it as the opposite. I think of kim kardashian relationship where you're reaching out to the macro influencers Now, something that's in a you know more established format of marketing and now the trend is the micro influencers which are the you know hopefully the voices of search podcast but the the me's of the world with smaller followings kim i'm coming your direction but
1: i think you have two challenges benjamin if you want to be an influencer in influencer marketing world one is
0: Look good in a bikini, which is not going to happen anytime soon.
1: I mean, you might. You might look extraordinarily good in not much clothing. I can't tell. I don't know. However, that's one challenge. You and I are probably aging out of the world of influencer.
0: I'm going to tell you that I'm out.
1: (laughs) I have not followed your TikTok. I don't know your dance moves. They might be amazing. You're shaking your head, no? (laughs) Nope. But you get what I'm saying, right? Essentially, there's this world of influencer marketing. And if you go to influencer marketing platforms, which sometimes SparkToro is mistaken for, people will come to us, they think we do influencer marketing, they'll start searching our platform, and they're like, where's the person I can pay on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok, or if it's Games World Twitch, and that is not us. We don't have any kind of relationship. The data we're showing is not that. However, my feeling is if you're doing digital PR, right, if you're getting onto people's podcasts, if you are being mentioned in publications, if you're getting talked about in email newsletters, if you're getting covered on social media channels, which can include Instagram and TikTok. But my opinion is those mentions are becoming as valuable as links were in SEOs past.
0: I agree with you. I think that Google is sophisticated enough that they can scan other platforms and look for signals beyond, obviously, just the backlinks. We're seeing backlinks still be important. Don't get me wrong. An important backlink is still important, but social channels are just as important. All right, Rand, we're on a tight timeline. I want to make as much of your time as we possibly can. So we're going to wrap up here. We're going to bring you back tomorrow and talk a little bit more about SparkToro. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to the first part of my conversation with Rand Fishkin, co-founder and CEO of SparkToro. In the second part of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Rand and I are going to discuss understanding your audience. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Rand, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Rand Fish, R-A-N-D-F-I-S-H, or you could visit his company's website, which is sparktoro.com, S-P-A-R-K-T-O-R-O.com. You could also find his book, Lost and Founder, at sparktoro.com slash book. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.